What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. He wasn't being compensated for all the millions he was bringing in. The compensation structure wasn't there to support the family the way we thought we needed to be supported. I'm linked up to these suppliers. I have the plug to suppliers where I can cut out that middleman and we can actually make a profit on it. He still had a hustle at his nine to five. And then he's like, can we do this? And I was like, all right, let's start the company. Right. And that's how in 2014 we came to just starting the business. Turn my mic up. Take there, yeah, yeah, uh, on the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges, good friends become foes and snitches, better watch who knows in your business. So Dianette, and John, right? John, That's yeah. easy. That's easy. Everybody can remember that. Dope, dope, dope. But All we, right, we actually go by John and D a lot yeah. of times. Okay, John and D. Yeah. All right, that's cool. That, that makes it a lot easier. All right. Well, listen, thank y'all for joining me today. Um, I'm very, very excited to learn about y'all business and learn about what y'all doing. Um, I've actually been following your page for a little a little bit. And, um, you know, when I talked to Shakia, I, I, I know that you guys are connected. So I said, Shakia, yeah. be up with them, man, because I'm very interested, you know, in, in, in your business. So I'm really looking forward to today's show. So welcome to Truck and Hustle, first of all. Thank you. It's an honor. All Thank right. So, so, yeah. so we have H84 Exports, right? So you guys, and I, I want to make sure I get this right. So you streamline the sourcing, procurement, and export of construction and hospita- hospitality supplies? Yes. Okay. You got that, that, you got that down packed. I, I, I practice it. I practice it. So that's, <laughs> that, that's the simple way of saying it. So we're going to dig into that, exactly what that means. And this is a dope show because... You know, we talk about the trucking industry, but we don't always talk about the complete supply chain. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? From from the warehousing aspect and everything. So this is dope because this is what you guys do. So you can give us some insights as to how that works. And like I said, I'm really excited to, to learn it from you guys today. So um, first of all, let, let, let's talk about you. Let's talk about how you guys um, got into the business. Let's talk about your backstory. You guys are a beautiful couple. Let, let's start there. How did you guys get into this industry to begin with? Um, ladies first, starting with you, Dianette. So, um, how I got into this, I got dragged into this by John. Okay. But really, um, my, I always liked building materials, always found that into, um, anything with construction and building very, very, uh, interesting. I actually worked for a home improvement store, um, in college for a little bit and worked up to be a supervisor in one of the departments. And really enjoyed that avenue of like, wow, let me fix it. Let's get some materials, you know, the entire process. Then I met this guy. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) so, you know, I always liked it, but it wasn't um, something that I could make a thought I could make a career out of. Okay. So I went to college and finished and then um, did my master's in human resources all along. John was in that space 
of construction, building material sales and exports. And he always kept coming back and saying, you know, his passion is that my passion at that moment was human resources and all things staffing. But I always, always had a like a soft spot in my heart for like construction and building materials and really enjoyed it. So he would come and tell me his, you know, stuff from work. And I'm like, Ooh, that's a real cool product. Like that's cool. Okay. Um, and then one day when we, um, we, um, had our kids, we had two kids and then we had a third on the way. And I basically was just like, okay, how are we going to pay the bills? Like, how are we doing this and stressing out? Because, I finished this degree and in my head, I was like, I'm going to make all this money. I got a master's. We're going to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, "Mm, it's not really working out how I had planned. You know, we have the little kids. Right. And if anyone that has kids knows daycare, our daycare bill was more than our rent. So we were like, okay, what are we going to do? And um, at that point, you know, I had uh, the baby had arrived and I was on maternity leave. And, you know, we were going back and forth as to what we were going to do for the future. I was gung-ho. I'm going back to work. This is my career. This is what I'm going to do. And all of a sudden, John one day came home with an idea and Mm. he pitched it to me. I'm like, what? Excuse me? Yeah. When I pitched it to her, she was like, I I don't get it. (laughs) What what are we trying to do here? You want to sell building materials overseas and then you want a warehouse, you want a store. Whatever. Right. I'm down, but I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Right. So he pitched it and he kept pitching it. I'm like, all right, let's, let's, you know, we got bills. The bills are piling up. Three little kids. You know, now we have three. You know, Fort Lauderdale, where we live, was not cheap. It's the rents are high. Um, so we're like, you know what? He kept pitching. He's like, I, I really think I could do this. I said, all right, what do we got to lose? You know, my maternity was coming up, finishing up. And the employer and I did not come to an agreement in terms of my schedule because I really need to care for my daughter, my daughters. And I needed to be there more than at work. So I'm, you know, we came together, had a discussion and I stayed home with the kids. He still had a house at his nine to five. And then he's like, can we do this? And I was like, all right, let's start the company. Right. And that's how in 2014 we came to just starting the business. Nothing else, but like, we just wanted that freedom. And I, again, had a little soft spot for it, but the way he was presenting it was like, I'm, I'm, I'm still not getting the export. You're trying to connect, you're trying to connect the dots. Yeah. Now, now, John, that that's interesting because where did this idea come from? Because I, this isn't like 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 a bar, like starting a barbershop or like you know like a, a, a lemonade stand or something like that. Like this is kind of out there. So where did you get this idea from? So you know, for like ten years, I was managing a home retailer, the export division, and the pros. So just every day, I used to hear you know people coming in from overseas. Oh, you know, we need this. You know, we're having a problem getting it to us. It's taking too long. Costs are too high. There was just a lot of things that I kept hearing on a daily basis. I was like, you know, I can feel that need. You know, I'm linked up to these suppliers. I have the plug to suppliers where I can cut out that middleman and we can actually make a profit on it, on this. So that's where we had a discussion. We're like, you know, she's like, okay, I kind of get it, but I don't really get it. Right. Um, so with that, moving forward, that was 2014 when we first started the business. I was still I was still working, doing my thing, grinding every single day. 
but also on the side, I was selling building supplies to overseas, you mm. know? Like we just took it and kind of, you, you fill a need, you see a need, you fill a need. So we were like, you know, he was like the, and not even that, cause it, and we talk about this, the need is also, we, he wasn't being compensated for all the millions he was bringing in. The compensation structure wasn't there to support right. the family the way we thought we needed to be supported. And he was still putting in so much more hours at work, giving it his all. But at the end of the day, he wasn't growing where he wanted to be. He wasn't getting the, the you know, they're bringing in millions of dollars. They're saying, you're doing a great job. Awesome. But that paycheck didn't look like great job. <laughs> and, then, and then I realized, like, do I really want to spend more hours at a job that I don't really love? Right. You know, you right. know, if it grow with the company more hours, more time away from my family. We weighed that. Yeah, at, we weighed that. At this time, we were, we're going on our third child. So no, no she arrived. She yeah, well, she did arrive. <laughs> so bills, bills were piling up. The right. third one is always a blur. Right. Like, from when we had her to when we started, we're like, oh my God, did we realize? Right. <laughs> um, and I think we, we always had that discussion because I understood business from a different side of it. He had that merchandising, that experience on operational from the suppliers. And I knew from my experience as a supervisor, I understood where he was coming from for the margins and what it meant to cut out the middlemen. And when we were connecting the dots, as he was showing me, and he had to show me, it was like a pitch competition. (laughs) He had to like, you know, really show me like this could work out because you're talking about my career being diverted into something different. You're talking about taking whatever little savings we got and like putting it into this. Right. And then the plan was, he always said, he goes, I'm gonna leave it. And all we're gonna have to do is live off our business. (laughs) And I'm like, Ooh, okay. Let's, you know, and people, you have to have that faith in each other. If you're doing this with a spouse, you got to know that you, you got each other's back. Because you are going to have some battles over the approach to something. So he did put together, he showed me the suppliers, he showed me, and I said, all right, let's do this. Let's go, you know. So we, from early on, we kind of let him take the lead on the supply side, the face with the customers. And I had the operational back end, really looking at all the paperwork, uh, looking at the expenses of things, you know, really looking at it like he was like, I really need this. I'm like, hey, we, you got to get two more clients before we can get that. <laughs> right, right, right. So, you know, looking at when you couldn't get the compensation and you had to put so many hours into someone else's dream, it was just like a no brainer at that point. We needed to do this for ourselves. Gotcha. And neither one of us ever really liked working for anyone. So you work for your customer. It's a different feel when you're working for a customer and you're, you, you know, they're giving you orders and you're doing the orders versus clocking in somewhere. You know, you may not agree with their policies and, or the way they're doing something. You can voice it, you can tell them, but ultimately it's not your business. Right. Right. So that's where we really like, man, all right. We both are in deep down inside. Like he always used to tell me, he's like, I'm gonna have my own business. I was like, before we had kids, in what? I don't know. I'm having my own business. Yeah. I was always trying to figure it out. I didn't know what. <laughs> right. I was going to have my own business and work for myself. That was, that was normal. I even, I even tried to get into college. I was like, look, I'm going to school. You need to go to school. We need to be done. And we're going to like do the all, you know, I had a plan. Right. Here, here, here. He's like, I'm going to have my own business. I'm like, in what? 
Right, right. I don't right. know. And then he came up out of nowhere with this idea. I'm like, oh, so this is your idea. Got so it. So from the get, we've always been partners. I feel like that was key. But knowing our industry or him really knowing that export side, that's where we geared it. And we're very niche to that. Got you. Got you. Dope. So I love this story, by the way. This is dope. All right. So when you guys get started, this is a home-based business. You guys get yes. started in the house. Yes. We started in our little apartment, downtown Fort Lauderdale, Riverside Park. Um, it was really interesting because we didn't have the money to get a location. We didn't have, you know, truck money for trucks. Trucks are expensive. The insurances. So we kind of sat down and tried to look at formulas of how we could do this. And at the lowest cost like it had to be really brain power uh laptops you know what what could we do to start generating some revenue so basically um i'm really good at researching and i'm really really good on on putting things together and uh, you know from my experience um and again this is where it's really good to use the skills you have from your previous careers or you know i really use my skill set of critical thinking and human resources and connecting with people and apply that to like, John, this is how we should probably start it off. And he's like, okay, we're going to start this from home. We got the laptop, we got internet. Right. And we need to get one order. We need to get one order. And he said, he gave a number. He's like, if I get uh, an order and I can do a gross margin of profit was like 30%. We need to make 30% off this order. That'll give us enough money to pay some of the bills and then turn around and invest it in some other stuff to keep us going. Gotcha. So what we did is uh, he secured one order. Like we, we opened, we incorporated in June of 2014. Um, and for the first six months, there really wasn't any type of orders. Uh, right, so we right. Were, we were just grinding and you know, yeah, promoting. We were, yeah, on the, on the low, it was kind of like he couldn't leave his job and he couldn't, you know, he couldn't go out there and say, I'm starting a business because he right. was a direct competitor right. to his employer. So we had to be real strategic. How are we going to do this? So essentially, he was like, you know, I have people reaching out to me that are not using my current employer. Maybe I can let them know, you mm-hmm. know, that they were done with his current employer. They're like, I'm not using them. Don't ever call me from there. So he met a few of them and said, listen, I'm branching out on my own. And one of those gentlemen said, you are? Okay, cool. And he gave us an order. Gotcha. And be, while we were kind of doing all this, while we didn't have orders, we were ordering business cards. We were putting together the website. We were um, trying to research a little bit more about networking, where we had to be. Mind you, with the three kids in the mix, they're, you know, they're pre, you know, we had a preschooler, a baby, and we are here live at OTR Solutions HQ. I'm here with my partner, Jonathan. Man, listen, factoring is an integral part of the transportation industry. Why is factoring important? Absolutely, Ramel. In this economy, in this market, cash flow is king. Cash flow is the key to growth. If you have a young trucking company or if you've been in the industry for years and you want to take that business to the next level, we're absolutely a company that can help. So I hope you'll give us a call today. Let us know what we can do to help you out. Get the rest and roll with the best. Let's go. little like first kindergarten or first grader right 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 so we we were trying to juggle all this while he was working and when we got that first order we did not have enough money to buy the inventory for that order like we got the order and we literally said okay 
the order was for like $17,000. And the supplies we need, like what we needed in product for the, the client, it was actually tile. They wanted tile for their little boutique hotel. And through John's relationship with him, he's like, John, I know you can get me this. This is what I want. I want a different set of tile for each hotel room. And we're mm. like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> right. So he put, you, he put you to the test from the beginning. He, he did. He, he absolutely did. did. He said, all right, yeah. you want this business? Let's see how bad you want it. And then he didn't even want only the tile to be a different style. It had to be to him within like two weeks. Oh, wow. Like he needed it to be done because his team was coming in to do all the tile work. So uh, he's like, all right, I'll take, he, he's like, yep, I can find everything you need. He, he's a salesman right now. He's like, I got it. <laughs> he came back to me. He's like, all right, I got, I got it. Right. The thing is we did not have the money to buy because we we're waiting for the check from the client. They weren't paying us yet. You know, they're like, we got the order, but we hadn't gotten the check. Right. So we couldn't try to put it in a bank account. Mind you, we're like, okay, so what do you do? So my uncle, who's an entrepreneur, uh, for about 25 years, we came to him like we told him what we were doing because he saw us kind of working on the website and he has a website business, but he wouldn't do the website for us. He felt like we needed to learn. <laughs> he wouldn't he wouldn't do nothing for us. He just like, you should go this way. You should do this. And if I do it for you, how are you going to fix it? Right. And he would be like, you can't afford me. So we're like, all right, man, whatever. Right. But we came to him. We said, we have this order. This is our first order. And he put it on his credit card. Which was a blessing. Because you know? that first order allowed us to get another order right after that right after. for even larger. Which wow. we were able to come up with the capital ourselves at this time. Because we were just starting. We had no line of credit. Nothing. We had nothing. I had my personal credit cards. But they, they weren't reaching that limit. No. Right. So right. my uncle gave us, I believe it was like for $10,000. So it was like 10,000, 11,000. He put it on his credit card. He said, you need to pay me back in one week. And we're like, oh, okay. But in doing that, he made us hustle because up to that point, we were checking off the boxes of what we, we needed for the business, but we hadn't secured certain things, smaller things, right? Like we were um, shopping around looking for like a bank account, right? A business bank account. Right. But when we were talking to the banks, we didn't have what we didn't meet their standard of for for the account um and it was it was really interesting because i'm like we don't meet the standard i'm like what do you mean i'm a business small oh no you need to have like a thousand or five thousand dollars to open the account i'm like we don't we don't quite have that yet you know we were trying to open it before that right when my uncle you know when he put it on his credit card and then we got the check. So John was able to get all the supplies. We got the check from the client. We went straight to it. Straight to the bank. Straight to bank. <laughs> we went and we um, we actually had to think outside the box in terms of funding. And we had to think in terms of like, who's going to give us a bank account? You know, like who? And I went through, my mom's a teacher in Day County. Right. And we went through her credit union. They, mm. had a, they had a small business account that only required you to have like $500 and we had to show like we were incorporated. We had to show all this other stuff. And they gave us an account. When that check that check went in there so quick, we, we uh we uh paid my uncle back. Yeah, the check was on hold for seven days. Oh, too, yeah, because it was a large that. check. So we had to we had to wait a little longer to pay him back. But oh, wow. at least he saw yeah. that we 
and him pushing us and say, you have this, you know, that, that tight timeline made us really like move fast. Like we can't wait. Right. Opportunities. Sometimes we take too long and we miss them because we're overanalyzing. Right. So once we got that order, the client was happy that we found, I don't know how many tile, like it was something crazy of different tiles. Once it all got delivered to him and done, he turned around and placed an even larger order yeah. for appliances. We were able to uh, land appliance deal for all his units. And oh, wow. That, you know, that changed the game. I, I think, I think once I showed her that quote and she was like, Oh, we really can do this. <laughs> like, I, I get what you and mean. You made her a believer I, with the second yeah, quote. For yeah, sure. she's a believer. So that that really launched us to move forward and really, I was like, all right, I'm ready to break away from my full-time job. But he couldn't. Though. And I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't. He couldn't really leave the job because while we had this one order, we still, I, on the on the other side was like, you got this one order. However, we're still not solid. Like we need to get a little bit more solid. You need to add more clients. We need to figure out what's the next step. Because if we're living order to order, you know, what if he decides that he's going to retire tomorrow and he doesn't, that doesn't work. So the appliance, that large order, we took some of that money and then said, okay, set aside some of it and let's, um, let's um, purchase like a new laptop. Let's 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 invest on some of the technology that we needed because we were like my we're using my college laptop that was just like ready to fall apart. Right. You know, let's um, let's keep doing it with you working and I'll and I'll manage the deliveries. I'll manage going out in the community with a baby. It don't matter. She's there with me. Let's go. I have this many hours in the day while the other ones are at school. You know, and really it was only one at school because we took the other one out of daycare to be home because we just still couldn't afford it to right. have the the daycares. So he was working and he would get the orders on his lunch break. He would talk to clients or do after hours or do whatever. And then I would be on the back end processing, meeting with the suppliers, going to the supply houses and kind of seeing what we could do. So that one order for the appliances led us to keep moving forward. And then uh, another client that was done with his his employer that just didn't want to deal came to him, and by this time that client came in January. So we were this was we started in June. We had the two orders in the middle, two or three orders in the middle, and then in January we got this client, this very large client, comes to him and says, "I hear you have your own business." Okay, he hasn't. I, I believe you hadn't talked to him in no, forever. Never. Hadn't told him through word of mouth. It became known that he had kind of started this little side thing. Right. The client said, I'll give you all my business if you can like just because he he was losing a lot of money in terms of not getting his supplies on time. He was missing the ship. Containers weren't being loaded properly. So other vendors would drop off stuff and it wouldn't make it on his shipping containers. And when you're shipping a half empty shipping container, that's a lot of money right. that's going out the window. Right. Um, and if you're on an island and you have a hotel and you're waiting for you're in the middle of a remodel and you miss your ship, you have to wait a whole nother month for your items. So he came to John. He's like, I you and I work really well together um, here. I have an order coming. We're like, awesome. When I saw that order, I was like, oh, 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I see Got what you. you're talking about. Gotcha. So that that order, that order that came, it didn't he placed it in January. He was kind of working with us to fine-tune what he really needed. Right. And then he paid us like the beginning of February or something yes. like that. That like changed the game. I never seen so many like when the money came in the bank, I was like, oh. Right. This right. is what you were talking about. And that just put like fire, like more fire. Mm. But with that came a lot of pain because it was a big order. It was just us two. We had to, um, then he decided that he was going to send us all his Amazon, all his stuff that he's like, Hey, do you mind receiving some of my online orders? Cause we can't receive in the islands. Yeah, sure. My apartment was full to the brim, to the top with Amazon boxes. Yeah. That's, that's when we had to go get a storage unit. So we okay. went and got, um, from there, the customer. So we had these two customers. And these two customers, and I think one smaller customer that was a commercial fisherman was in there. And that was just small here and there. Whenever he would come like, hey, John, can you find this for me? No problem. And John would take it to him. Or I need a generator. Can you find me a generator with this and everything that goes with it? Mm. You know, yeah, yeah, I got you. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is going. But that one customer with the hotel overseas was just like constant, like constant. I need, I'm remodeling. I'm adding more rooms. I'm adding a whole nother resort, a whole nother resort. Wow. And, you know, we're like, we had to get supplies. And this is where John's relationships with suppliers really came in handy because we did not have a warehouse. You, we don't have the space to put stuff. So John was like, well, we don't, we can't afford a warehouse right now. You know, like the, it's expensive. Commercial real estate is expensive. Right. So what can we do? So we're like back and forth, think outside about, he's like storage units. We'll rent storage units. That was smart. Smart. He rented storage units. I think we had like three big, the biggest ones we could find and close to our home. So we could get there when deliveries would come. I'd meet them there, open the gates, make sure. Then he's like, I need a pallet jack. I'm like, where's the pallet jack going? Inside the storage. Okay, we're going to put the pallet jack inside the storage. So with all this, we're like, okay, you have to get creative. We don't want to lose the customer, but we still want to service them. We want to make sure they get their stuff on time. So that's where a lot of that, like you said, the streamlining of the exports, like the materials were coming, but then we would work with suppliers for some of the really big stuff. We couldn't receive it. So we would coordinate all the trucks to come in and pick up and make sure they were on time at the suppliers and work with the suppliers like, oh, um, you can only hold materials here for us like a few days. Okay, no problem. So we would time everything. So our truck, our supplier, um, the trucking company, would bring the shipping container to the supplier, get it all loaded. And if they had to go somewhere else, they'd have to go pick up something else. So we worked really hard to coordinate all that. So customer really never noticed that there wasn't a warehouse fulfilling the orders. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. So we, we did that for a while. Um, then we needed to drive trucks. We had to do some of the pickups ourselves. John's like, you know, if we cut out some of these uh, pickups from the truck drivers, we could we can make more money. Mm. And I'm like, oh, how do you propose we make more money this way? He's like, yeah, if if 
you know, I get my own CDL person, like not huge semi, but like the box trucks, you know, right. we, I could go have this all picked up and not have to sub it, pay someone, you know, it'd be cheaper. I just wouldn't have to sub all of it out. I said, what are you, what are you proposing? So he, uh, went ahead. <laughs> <laughs> he went ahead and, um, started saying, you know what, we're not going to sub it out. We're going to, we're going to rent the trucks or lease the truck and we're going to pick it up the box truck. And, uh, at this point I'm like, okay, his mother happened to have a CDL. Oh, she became my first driver. Okay. So I'm not driving the truck. I was like, listen, (laughs) so forget that I have a limit right now. (laughs) So me and him are going back and forth and I'm like, I will go with your mom, making sure all these things get picked up. Like, you know, be with her, but she will drive it. Okay. She was so happy to get behind the truck. She's like, yes. Yeah, right. my mom's got a CDL. She used to be in the Army, so she used to right. drive big trucks. And then she about that she, life. She ain't worried yeah, about it. Yeah. When she retired, you know, I, I, as growing up, I remember her just driving trucks. I was like, mom, I'm down. You need help? It's right. family business. Let's see right. what it's about. So, I mean, we had to, I, I don't even think we had to pay her. It was more like we paid her. But it was like just the fact that it's a family. She sees us doing something different. Right. That she was lending it. Now we couldn't use her all the time. She's like, listen, I'm not available all the time. What's the schedule for deliveries? Which with any employee, you would do a schedule. Sure. Um, but it really came really. It was like a blessing to have her with the CDL. We still thank her. Thank yeah. her for it. Yeah. Um, she would want us to buy her a house soon. um but we're not quite there yet but um we did that for a little bit and i think when we started really handling our own deliveries and pickups we started we started getting really good and then we were able to bring on a Mm part-timer because a lot of the orders at this point john still wasn't ready to leave his employer you know i was like listen one more year we actually would put it on like he'd be like i'm ready to go now i said not yet Right. Well, we're in the process of buying a house too, and it was it's to be financed for self-employed. It's it's tough. It's difficult. You know, correct. That, correct. That was the number one. I got to get this house, and then then I we can, can leave. We can leave and make so sense. So you set the goals. You know, you got to set the goals, and sometimes goals are just like really targets. Like we're like we got to get a house. We we got to get out of this apartment, and we got to own our house. And that way we're a little bit more free and flex, you know, rents aren't going up. It won't go up. And then we've got to think about costs. So one more year, I get, I was like, one more year. He's like, I'm only doing one more year. Right. At this point, we're still streamlining and our client is building another, another branch to his hotel. Okay. So uh, we had to get really, really good at finding stuff, you know, because the budgets were getting bigger and material quantities were getting bigger. So we had to really tune in and to what he needed and and then our amazon was also getting bigger oh, yeah. i mean people overseas that's that's one niche that we really discovered is really important um overseas just like here people love amazon you right. know so unfortunately they just can't order it and send to them they have to send their freight forwarder and if you ever know this amazon will send you one thing with In this giant box buy a box and it'll have a, a small box inside of it so as far as wasted space, we did a lot of consolidating. I mean, we, we'd get pallets in and it'd only be really two pallets, you know? Yeah, it'd be like one pallet brought down to like a half. Yes. Like, so that was like, oh, well, we know we're, we're making sure the clients get their stuff on time, like in whole orders, making sure it's making it to the shippers. Then this freight consolidation thing started like, we can really make money off of this too. 
Because if we get really efficient on maximizing the container space and the pallet, you know, the, the square footage on the pallet right. and the weight, the client's going to be even happier. Yeah, we're saving the clients lots of money at this point. Yeah. By so doing that. That's where um, we were like, okay, one more year, John, let's go, let's go. And when we closed on the house and did everything we did, then he's like, okay, am I free? Can I just like focus on the business 100%? <laughs> and uh, at the end of the year, uh, three years ago, he did. He like walked, he's like, done. Like, right, right. He's like, thank you. Yes. I'm out. Right. Full-time yeah. entrepreneur. Dope, Here we go. Dope, 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 dope. <laughs> this is dope. All right, so let me ask you a question. Let's go back a little bit. Um, what, what do you think you did, John, that made you stand out um, from like, the bigger companies, like the one you were working for, like, why would they give you their business? What were you doing differently? Well, I, customer service is the most important thing, period. Um, I was catered into every needs. If they needed me to go overseas, I would catch a flight and go right there. There, there was no problem with that. Um, also, as far as that piece of saving the money, as far as logistics, I mean, when, when you're moving a lot of containers and product, stuff can add up in shipping costs real, real quick. I mean, we I were able to cut some of the clients down their cost of shipping by 25%. Wow. That's, that's a huge number, you know, in the grand right. scheme of thing. Um, and it was really just about trust, you know, with them. They had to, they had to trust us. Yeah. They were sending us hundred thousand, you know, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars because our orders have to be prepaid. You have to pay us up front. Yeah. Right. We, you, we, we made that a, a very conscious, you know, some people are like, well, when you export, you could do a letter of credit and then it gets there. Yeah. We're like, no, you know, if you're going to do business, we're selling you the products. We're, we're making sure that you're getting the building materials, everything you need. And we're building that relationship that no, we're not waiting for our money until it gets there. It has to be all paid in full before it leaves. Mm. Um, just like the big retailers and big companies, you got to pay them up front. They're not exporting stuff and then waiting to get paid. So we adopted that model and we, you know, our clients knew from the get that they were paying. It was never a problem. And even when we speak to clients now, we, you know, oh, when do I pay? You know, we send the invoice. So payment is due, you know, and if you have a balance, it has to be clear before we ship. Mm. That's it. So we, we had, they, there has to be that level of trust. And open communication. Like he said, he was anything a client, you know, we have WhatsApp clients, you know, they love WhatsApp. So they'll WhatsApp him, you know, different time zones or whatever. And right. he's like, okay. Because it's really like, I, I would say a Ritz Carlton approach to building materials and, and exports. Okay. White glove service. Like white glove concierge yeah. type yeah, service. Absolutely. So we, we make sure we give that. Now, are we perfect? No, there's definitely when we get feedback, we're like, oh, we could really improve on that or we missed the mark on something. But we really strive for that white glove service where they know our, our customer knows that we are here. You can give us a call. We will answer, you know, email, phone, fa FaceTime. Um, if you do need John to fly out there or me to fly I usually send John. It's okay. <laughs> um, if you need a, uh, you know, to go out and really meet with an engineer or understand the logistics that on the other side, we'll go because we want you to be happy with us in terms of not only the building materials, but really the entire process. So you keep coming back. Right. 
Right. Would would you say that word of mouth was like the most powerful part of building your yes. business? In, in the islands, word of mouth is so powerful. Um, that's how we were getting business. more clients, period. I mean, you can advertise all you want. But if um, they know you. It's not, it's not going to stick over there. Um, mm. Really, they want to know who are you and are, are they good? Are they, are they saving? And that's really how we grew. That's how we grew. And that's how we continue. It's, it's very interesting. Um, we've gotten to a point now where I'm like, look, you need a marketing person. <laughs> you, you need someone to manage these channels, you know, because we have other things to focus on. You know, we are now getting into the space of government contracting, as you mentioned, my, uh, uh, Shakia, you know, yep. From Gablier. Yeah. Once she put me on to covering contract, I was like, really? Yeah, that was a whole nother game now. <laughs> you, you know, it's funny because a lot of people are introduced to what you guys are doing via like the government contracting. Like they learn about sourcing and procurement and all that. They're like, oh, the government needs to purchase goods yeah. and we can be that middle. But you guys are doing that without government yeah, contract. Before, before we even, that's what was <laughs> yeah. great about it. So once I heard about government contract, I was like, oh, this is great. Right. <laughs> Right, right, right. That's, that's, we, that's, that's, we didn't really know all the technicalities. And that was a learning curve because it's a different mindset of business. You know, when you're dealing with a government government agency versus some, you know, a private customer, still customer service and still making sure people get their stuff. But it's like paperwork and making sure you're in this system and a bid and all this stuff. So we didn't touch anything government until maybe a year ago. Yeah, last year. Last mm. year. We had, we learned about it, but we're like, no, we're good on the exports. We're going to stick in this little niche. However, um, we realized that um, as, as with any entrepreneur, you got to look at trends. You got to see what's happening around you. Right. And the current administration did a few trade things that kind of worked against us Yeah. Mm. in terms of getting stuff from suppliers and costs where, you know, tariffs, all that. the tariffs and stuff like that. And so we had uh, uh, our customer um, that was building. He didn't go with us for some items for big, large orders. It's just a cost. Just the cost was cheaper getting it from another country versus us. Right. So that right there, I said, listen. Um, and he wasn't really attuned to that. He was like Mr. Export, you know, international that like that was it. I said, listen, I think we need to. And me being on the other side of it, uh, of the business where we always look at it, yin and yang here, like you're focused in this export, this supply, this, you know, the sales. And I'm sitting here reading and looking at these trends from a different perspective. I said, what's going to carry us? Right. If the markets go down, we just lost a huge order over a trade war, which we're still not clear what 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 just happened to us. Right, right, right. And then costs went up for certain products, and there were um, products that we were selling a lot of, and we were getting emails every couple of days: price up, price up at midnight. Your price is going up because of what was happening in DC. So I said, listen, we, we've got to let's look at this government contracting thing. You know, I learned a lot. You know, I learned that if we get certified. So now I was pitching government contract. He knew a little bit. But when I was pitching, now I was pitching something completely different to him. Right. And he's like, so what do you tell me we got to do? I said, we got to get certified. We got to do all these things because the government buys stuff. He knew the government would buy stuff, but he didn't know to what degree the government would buy stuff. Right, right, right. It, it hadn't translated to him. I said, listen, we, you know, I started going to events um, here in, in South Florida geared to government certification. 
How could it uh, impact your business? And I was like, built, we're already getting building materials. Hold up. I could sell what I'm selling now to the government. Right. And at this point, I'm like, we could do this. If we did this export, exports is, I feel, a lot more complicated because it's going out. It's got to get, you got to make sure, you know, I'm like, we're doing the same transferable skills, transfer skills from exports into government. Right. It's still paperwork, still regulation, still customer service. It's just a different language. And you got to make sure, like, they have uh, their budgets. You know, you got to, you got to, you know, we can't go over a certain dollar amount or something like that. So I was like, okay, I was like, we're going to do this. So I, I got our company certified first with the state of Florida. And then last year, I'm like, we're still not getting any bids on this government thing. What did I do wrong? Like, what did I do wrong? What am I not getting right? So it took right. a lot more studying. So at this point, he's still, we're focused on the exports, but I'm still building this side thing now. Like he kind of was, you know, um, I obviously help with him coordinate stuff for the logistics on the export side. But I was like, listen, I got to go to these government events. I got to learn a little bit more. And I really don't know why, you know, it, it's taking a little more. Like, we're not just going to get a, a bid like this. It doesn't right. work like that. Right. He's like, all right, whatever, go. And then uh, I realized, wait, we didn't get certified in our own county. Mm. We we're missing a huge opportunity. I mean, every, every time I was driving around, I was seeing, wow, there's a new building Another going up. Bu- oh, it's it's a government building. Oh, or, or the government oh, had a set aside. The or, roads, the roads are being man. That's government government roads, right? Like there's, the there's local, a lot the lo- of construction going on here, right in our backyard, yeah. right? And uh, that's where it came into play. Where oh, let me get the let me get the county certificate. Duh, like, whoa, <laughs> there's 31 municipalities in Broward County. And we just completely like, we're like, no, we, we started like, we're going to do Florida. Right. <laughs> it didn't really, we're like, what did we do? So we went back, I went back to the drawing board and started the process for the Broward County one. And at that time, we had got to a point where we were growing, like we just couldn't manage storage units and things like that. So we were looking for a warehouse. Okay. We had made enough money um, and we're really wise, not spending a lot, you know, on overhead, really cutting costs on our own end, saving customers money, but really saving money on our own end for costs. Right. That we had set aside money that we could go lease a warehouse. Mm. And um, that took forever because apparently Amazon was buying them all up <laughs> down here. <laughs> right, right, right. And we couldn't find one and we had to hire a realtor. We, you know, we... It was a really interesting um, dynamic at that point. We started it like in 2018, looking, looking for, a for a warehouse. Okay. And didn't get one until last year, 20, April 2019. Got you. Got you. Okay. And that was the biggest, uh, I would say, game changer for us because we had managed to grow the business out of storage units. And then now to step into a 4,000 square foot warehouse. You talking about holding a lot yeah. more supplies. We, we were able to hold more product. We were able more to pallets. load more containers. Uh, we were moving containers every week. Yeah. So, point. oh, but that's a, that's an interesting thing. And if as if any, no shipping containers. I mean, we were having them being loaded at different suppliers. Right. He was selling me. He had to sell me on the size of the warehouse. <laughs> so. I wanted to say can stay conservative at like 2,000, 2,500 square feet, really looking at the, the, 
the overall cost? Like what's right. it going to cost for light? You know, what's this, how far is this warehouse? Where are we going to be? He was like, no, we need about 4,000. We need a door. We need two doors. We need, I'm like, why? He's like, because what we're going to do is we're going to have all the shipping containers come to us. We're going to live load them. And we're going to cut out that other middleman. Yeah. We're going to start trucking it. We're, we're going to start make... bringing it to the port ourselves. Yeah. Which we so... haven't gotten to that piece. Yeah. 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 yeah I love, he... love it. Yeah. So we, we looked at the warehouse and we, um, after a while, we found the warehouse. And then he's, before we got to the warehouse with this, he's like, I'm going to start selling the shipping containers. I'm like, okay. He's like, these guys are buying or renting shipping containers and I could do that. So they don't have to go nowhere. You know, client tells me I need five uh, 40 footers or, you know, some 20 footers. I want to sell that, make that money and then coordinate and make sure I get it at my, sh- my place where I need it. So we're really trying to control from beginning to end how it right. works. The whole process. Yeah. The whole process. So he had, you know, right before we got the warehouse, he connected with a supplier. He drove all over Miami, found this one supplier that always had a steady stream of containers. Okay. So once we got this warehouse, I was like, let me test, let me see how this, this low loading thing goes. He's like, um, we got the warehouse. We moved in. We're so excited. He's like, I need a forklift. <laughs> yep. Can't have a warehouse without a forklift. <laughs> no, of course not. Right. And I'm like, oh, I was like, man, these costs are adding up. Right. So I don't know how I missed the forklift. It like wasn't on my radar because I was so busy, like getting this warehouse up, you know, up with uh, licenses. Like you had to go to the county, pay your business license. You had to get fire extinguishers. Yeah, like the cost was adding up. Yeah, at this point, I was like, wow, I didn't know this was going to be this expensive. Right. But guess what? We're going to make it. We're gonna yeah, make, yeah, we're, we're going to make, make it work. No doubt. Um, so then we got the forklift and I was like, okay, we got our first shipping container that we sold, coordinated and brought in for a live load. And I was like, wow, done in one, less than an hour, done out and was sent straight to Port Everglades. And I was like, man, this, we can definitely do this because you're really making it go, you know, we don't have to wait. We don't have to like try to schedule down there or like send the driver down there and they miss because the freight forwarder is taking too long and truckers get impatient from what I've seen. When I've gone there, I'm like, man, they don't want to wait. Right. You know, they right. don't want to wait, you know, or if they miss the appointment because there's, an accident or something, you know, in the highway, you know, there's traffic down here. So if they don't make it, you know, something. So I was like, okay, John, I get that vision. All right. So this warehouse really allowed us to like, now look at what's next. Right. But I really, we were kind of like taken aback because we're like, yeah, we're going to pay the monthly rent. We're going to do this. And they're like, wow, there's a lot of cost. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. But you're able to service the customer on a different level too, because they can send more Amazon. They can send other things to us. We've had customers that will, they're buying the materials. Then all of a sudden they say, you know what? The, the vendor for my dry goods is being real difficult. Can you work with them to coordinate how I can get my dry goods to you? Right. So then now we're managing other suppliers. Right. We're stepping in and saying, you have my client's order. You know, where are you on this? Do I need to send the driver to pick it up? Or, you know, or are, when are you having it here at my warehouse? 
So we really are able to receive other things because, you know, when you have 40, 40 something pallets in a warehouse and we have to consolidate, we have to make sure it all goes that right there is like, you know, we're looking at like, wow, that's, we charge per pallet. So you're consolidating per pallet. You're, you're, you're charging for delivery. You're charging, um, for the service for loading for the loading so trucking the trucking piece the shipping container so we're taking along the whole process we're taking because building materials is not sometimes profitable you know some of the building materials the margins we try really hard to get the margin where we want them to be but sometimes you just can't got you so what's the average margins 30 percent no, not, I, that's a good margin. That's good. <laughs> that's that's a great margin, that's actually. Mine. So usually we're we're about fifteen on certain build materials. You know, that's that's. But you have your other. However, my margin really is where we look at is always we want to be at thirty. At thirty percent, got you, got you. But the service with service side of it, it's a service. It's right. it's basically right there. We're making money. So like, if we're not making so much on the product, we're now making it up on the service yeah. Yeah. side of things. So for us, it, it pays to make sure that our services are on point and that clients are happy with the services because if they only buy building materials from us and it, it's not going to be that great of a business. Right. I love how you guys just continuously like evolve the business, like step by step, you continue to iterate and just add. And like you said, cut out, cut out the middlemen, just cut out the different pieces to where you're just controlling the entire pl- process from A to Z. You know what I mean? Yeah. That 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 that's really dope. So right now you guys have the warehousing, and you said you have trucks also. That that no. we sub. We sub. Oh, you that sub out, out right the trucks because yeah. John's next, you know, plan. The trucks are coming. The trucks, trucks are, are coming. coming. Trucks are expensive, but I rather right now I rather sub out that insurance liability. Yeah. <laughs> drivers yeah. can you know you know yeah. how it is adds up. It adds up, and he's like, "We got to do that. That's the next phase." And I'm like. That next phase is a little, you know, the startup cost. Right. You know, that insurance is is high. And then to train drivers to ensure that you hire. So this is where the HR hat comes in. Okay. When we're hiring. You know, we have, um, we don't have, we have uh, me and John full time. And then we have our part timers. Okay. We have uh, two part timers right now. And we were in the process of adding an, another part timer. But with COVID, we had to slow yeah. things down considerably got you now the part-time are, are these forklift drivers or yeah yeah okay forklift storage guys CD, another cdl yeah, another CD, cdl, CDL driver. driver okay um we kind of look at you know we don't we want to grow with someone you know right now we can offer you part-time but we're looking you know to maybe and that was the plan again covid kind of 2020 kind of like what just happened we were supposed to take these people uh take one of our full-time one of our part-timers full-time and the other one has a full-time job and just works with us part-time, but we're able to uh, work with him and offer him compensation that really lets him know that you, we value you and you know we work with you and everything. Because right. my thing is, we want to let people know, not only in terms of, of pay, but also part of the team. Like You're helping us grow. You really got to believe in us because it is dirty sometimes. It is not easy. Sure. You know, you're in a warehouse is hot. It's um, we 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 know what it is to be in there with you. We work side by side with our team. Um, 
but we wanted to make sure like these people like when we're hiring these this team that they believe in us and then we know we we are believing in them that we want to grow them you know we're gonna we're gonna see like hey you want to you know one of them was like yeah you know i might go get a cdl shoot you want to see well i might you know i'll pay, pay for, for the train you know, you know what right I'm right right um and we always talk about that because we both know what it feels like to work for an employer that doesn't appreciate you or really maybe doesn't um like they have all these trainings and these things but they're not really like encouraging to grow right. so we really believe in that so when we look to hire or we work with someone it's always like how do they fit culturally that's one thing you know can um what how are they working with like john i was like go on a you know go go out and uh drive with them go to the deliveries how are they treating our our suppliers how are they treating the freight forwarder because we need you to be you know they need to know that we carry ourselves a certain way right you know even if we don't disagree we can we can discuss it why we don't agree on something but with on a respectful manner so we really look at how our team handles certain situations. So um, John will ride with them for deliveries or really be on there. Like, you know, when someone drops something off, if they don't, you know, it's happened to us a few times. I'm the only, uh, I speak Spanish. So John will be like, can you come translate? You right. know, you Miami, know. everybody speaks Spanish. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I always like, well, how does a person handle, you know, one of our, our beloved, like most valuable team members doesn't speak Spanish, but he will try to communicate. He connects with everybody. Right. So at the end of the day, we resolve the problem or the situation. And at the end, we found a solution. So that's a big piece of who we add to our team, how we grow the company. So now we're like looking at like when he said Chucky, I said, well, you got to find the right people for this. Yeah. You got to make sure they understand that we're trying to carry this customer service brand, this HAE4 brand has to carry on on different levels and that they know that you're going to receive exceptional service, not only as a customer, but as a supplier, as a trucker. I don't care who you talk to. Right. You treat everyone with respect. No doubt. No doubt. How, how difficult do you think it would be for someone who doesn't have the, the, the kind of insider knowledge that you had, John, to kind of get into this industry? It's a little tough. Yeah, I think it'd be tough. Um, it's it's extremely niche market. I mean, if if you have people overseas and you know builders and maybe you're from you know Bahamas, you know Turks and Caicos, whatever, you might have a leg up. But realistically, if you if you're just gonna go out there and be like you know I'm gonna start this, you're gonna have a real hard time finding some clients. You know, the supply. Well, you have to know that you have, and then to you have to know the industry too because you think you can supply things. And man, I, I really can't come in cost, you know, we're how going to be competitive with these other people. Um, or even the supplier, sometimes suppliers won't talk to you. It's very, and they'll be oh, like, yeah, Oh, yeah, we yeah, have a district. We already have a distributor. Yeah. Yeah. I know you have a distributor. I'm trying to be your distributor now. Like, you right. Know, <laughs> right. You know, you, you have to know, you know, I, there's a steep learning curve for me on certain products and certain things. He came in, because of your uncles being contractors, he really knew what builders use, building materials. He could really, he knows the product. He ha In order to sell something, you got to really know what it is. And then we were able to just buy in a larger volume. I mean, anyone's going to let you in the door when you're buying in volume. I don't, I don't care what it is. You, you have buying volume, like, oh, yeah, yeah, come, 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 you know? Right. But you, you really should um, not to turn anyone off from doing it, but you got to do your homework and maybe 
if you don't have the product knowledge, like if you don't know building materials or construction supplies, maybe, or, or even the export side, you might want to partner up with someone that has that, mm. you know, maybe you have, um, you know, a friend that is, is an exporter, right? And they know exports, but you know, building materials, maybe you guys can have some yeah. mutual collaboration there because you're trying to get your product out, but you don't necessarily understand the export side of it. So they can pick up that piece and you both make money. Or let's say your friend is a building materials you know, person or a contractor. He could, you know, make money off one side where like, hey, I got this client that needs his supplies, you know, check out because we we kind of look at the list. And if something doesn't look right for a client's product list, like if they're requesting something, John will say, that's not code. You know, what, what are you looking for? You know, oh, my engineer said you this. Well, you know, you can use this in place of this. Right. You know? And so there's an educational money. component as well. Right. That you have yes, to there is. And you got to get training. You know, sometimes our vendors and suppliers will have free trainings yeah. on new products that are coming out. So I'll jump on those. And he'll jump on them. And, you know, a lot of times we'll be like, oh, did you know they came out with this kind of flooring? Oh, where could you use this flooring? Right. So that way we're, we're kind of staying up on the product knowledge of it. Got you. So um, you said mostly, so like give some more examples of the stuff that you guys will source, like build, building supplies. Like so, so we'll do anything from drywall to doorknobs. You, <laughs> you basically will like say, um, you know, I'm, and I'm using a house, but generally we do, and if you notice, it's been mostly hospitality. Now that we're switching over to government contracts, it's, uh, and we've been really um, blessed to be on supplying for the convention center down here. Mm, um, cool. Since we got certified, we picked up a small little supply gigs with uh, the prime contractor for their job site. So it'll be like, uh, a client comes in and they'll they'll say I'm I'm remodeling uh, my Airbnb, right? And I have three rooms to do. Okay, what are you remodeling? I'm like I want to rip out the kitchen and put kitchenettes in all of them. And this is a real one that we're actually doing right now. The person is converting their house into an Airbnb, and they're putting uh, four apartments inside. I believe it's four yeah, of them four. Um, on different levels. Okay. So okay. So I have this stuff, but I, I really need some other stuff. So they, they needed drywall. They need the um, flooring. They needed the plumbing, the the plumbing all the, all the plumbing, the, the unit, like they're rewiring and redoing it because it's a really old house. Okay. So obviously John's jumping in saying, okay, you're rewiring. What kind of, plum- what's code for your, that area? Sometimes the islands, people will say, what code? No. <laughs> what do you mean code? What's what yeah, code? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like that. No, no, we just need this. But if it's here on the state side, we're like, what is, what is your engineer or your contractor say you need to have? Okay. So if they don't really know, they'll connect us. They'll connect John with the contractor and we'll, we'll just work directly with them getting everything or the engineer. But in this case, the person's like, I need, I need these kind of floors. I'm not sure of the style. But I need uh, vinyl flooring. Cool. Um, I need the drywall. I need um, plumbing. Like I'm talking and, about. The and then we're, we're able to recommend as far as cost too. I mean, you know, with, with the volume that we buy, we're able to lower their cost for them because like, okay, just repeat it all white. Yeah. You know, that's going to be the cheapest way out there. You know, right. it might not be what you really want, but you got to look at it. You're trying to generate some revenue here. So let's, let's start with this. And most of the time, I'm like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Uh, cabinets. You know? That yeah. was the other one. Cabinets. Like 
oh, I need to do these cabinets. Okay, well, you know, this cabinet is a lot cheaper and in stock versus a special order cabinet. Doors. We have, I mean, we've had every style of door come through here. Mm. You know, door, French doors, single doors, uh, hurricane impact doors, non-impact doors. I need an interior door that's fiberglass. No, I need it to be wood. Like, so with this customer, we're like, okay, you're changing out this. Don't you think you should, for cost, you know, your window needs to be insulated so you don't lose any heat costs. Right. Oh, I didn't think about it. Insulation. You know, while while you're ripping this out, you might want to, you know, are you redoing the insulation? So there's an opportunity of getting all these things from, from the ground up. And then when we talk finishings, finishings, we're really talking about uh, paint. We work with a supplier where we can get paint. If they give us a paint chip, we can send it to the supplier, say our customer wants this paint. We did like one, I think our biggest was like 25, five gallons. Yeah, we've, we've done some paint. We've done paint. Everybody needs paint. And we, yeah, that one got shipped overseas. Um, We haven't got a paint order here, which I'm hoping. But paint is paint is pretty cool because I like paint. (laughs) But um, you know, you're looking at um, molding. You know, door molding. You know, what kind of molding? You know, do you want wood or do you want the um, what's the the fiberglass? So those are the type of things we were able to talk. You know, speak to, Um, and then we're really looking forward to kind of. how do you say in terms of curve appeal, you know, sometimes clients are like, Oh, I want to do something different on the outside of this. And I'm like, well, you ever thought of maybe putting um, a different facade on the outside or, you know, it's random. It's not a huge sale, but it kind of brings them into a thinking different. Right. Um, You know, maybe you should just change out the lighting on the outside. Have you thought about outdoor lights? That's where we come in with the whole white glove service. I mean, there's a lot of times that I'll just take a flight. Not no more right now, right? (laughs) Um, I'll take a flight down there to look at exactly what they need. And usually with that, we're able able to sell even more. And I'm able to close the sale right there. Right. Or even here, even here, you can, if, if a client, like a job site, you know, if they're having some issues on getting their stuff really coordinated on where the drop off points. It doesn't like, Hey, can I stop by and see your job site to see where the guys would need to drop something off right. or like work with them to problem solve a pain point. Cause you're trying to, we're trying to solve, we're trying to be that solution for you. For we're sure. not builders, but we love to be part of the building process. Got you. Are there any type of jobs that you turn down? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what would be a reason for not doing a job? So I think we have really set up the business to cater to commercial clients. Okay. We we stay away from residential. Um, you know, one because the volume, the pricing is not there. So if someone um is like, oh, I'm I'm remodeling my house and it's just, you know, I'm only doing this room, um, we'll kind of say, you know, we're not the best place. We're not the cheapest. We're not the cheapest. You're paying for service. Now, if they push and say, I don't care, you know. (laughs) Well, and that's where we get the other service too. Like, you know what, you can go ahead and buy. If you want to buy from somewhere else, send it here. We'll prep it up. If you have other stuff that online you want to order, obviously we'll consolidate for you. We'll get out for you. So Mm. that's where all the services piece comes in on that too. The uh, other one is barrels. Like sometimes people ship in the islands barrels. Yeah, they'll they'll ask that. us like, can I, can I ship barrels with you? No, we, mm. we don't do barrels. We do pallets, 
shipping containers. We'll receive your items. Right. And if you don't want to deal with the freight forwarder, we'll take it down to the freight forwarder for you. Cause we'll, we've done that where we've done smaller things, but it's a premium, like you're paying a premium. So we've stayed away from like, just, you know, people can walk in and say, I'm dropping this off kind of thing. It, it really, it's not conducive for our, our structure of business. Right. So when um, his family, it was really funny. His grandfather is Jamaican. He's like, I need to ship stuff to Jamaica. And he's like, okay, uh, your barrel. He's like, grandpa, I don't do that. You know, like I, I, uh, what do you want? What are you trying to ship? I'm just going to drop off these things. And he's like, oh no. He's like, no, he's like, you know, you turned down our own grandpa. We're like, nah, you know, only because you have to know your business. And it, and it's, it, it's just something that we cater to commercial clients if you're flipping a house, you know, you know, it's easier. You're a different mindset too. You're trying to get in and out. You're not trying to drag things out. Right. If someone's remodeling their house that they're going to live in, it has a little bit of a more of an emotional component to it. Right. So they might not, they might get the paint color and it's not the color they envision, but they gave me the paint chip. And now I'm like, can I change it? Can <laughs> I this, you know, or uh floor, you know, cause I've seen this where, the, the flooring comes in when you're flipping houses, but someone's flipping houses. We always say, how many houses are you doing? You know, oh, I'm doing a duplex or a triplex. Then you should order the same tile for all of them and give it a consistent look. Your cost savings will be better. Okay. And you kind of know that they just want to get in. They want their money. They're coming in out. Whereas again, if you're living in it, it might take a little longer. You might be like, you know, I'm not sure. So we're like, let's not, let's not go into that space doesn't mean that we won't get into that space in a different form later on in the future. Cause we always, right. uh, we live in a fixer upper. So we we're living this right. fixer upper life. So we yeah. know what we're talking about. Right. 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 So we always think about like, you know, how could we in a different line of business somewhere else set ourselves up to supply the homeowner and kind of the same structure, but geared towards them, knowing them. Mm. So that's something that we talk about because it's just, so different to what we do now, you know, right. but we also, it's, it's never a different solution for yeah. a different audience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But gotcha. again, it's not out the question. It just would be a different mindset and approach for it. Got you. Got you. Got you. So, so with the, with the warehousing, do you guys, um, do you guys offer space for any other type of things? Like if you wanted, like somebody just needed storage space, like, like, let's say Amazon needed additional space or something. They're looking for warehouses. Would you for guys sure. take that on too? Yeah, yeah. yeah we, were, sure. we were actually looking at government contracts for storage. storage. So, absolutely. Storage is one of those things where we, we've designed the business to move things in and out. Stuff doesn't really sit when it's going for export. So, we're like, he was definitely like, you know, why don't we rent out, you know, vertical space? Our warehouse right. is really, really tall. Exactly. And we put in racking. We have racking okay. um, set up for it. And that was one of the things we got the ra- the warehouse. We bought racking, set it up and, yeah. and put it in so we could rent out those areas. So we really know storage is there. We just have to grow it. Like he said, we're, we actually are going after a government contract for that to store things in our warehouse. And I think it's, it's a line of business that we will be growing um, only because when you're not doing exports, it's dead. I mean, something's got to offset the cost. It's dead. So it's something that we are pushing. We have it in our warehouse. I mean, on our website, 
but we are now going to actively like say, Hey, you know, we can hold your things here for a month or whatever. We hold it for customers. We've done it before where customer um, wasn't ready to send their stuff off. And we held it for like a month or two, two months, and they paid, months. they paid us, they paid us every month Dope. to have their stuff here. So it's just Dope. another way to generate revenue. For sure. For sure. Let's talk about real quick. How is it working together as a couple guys? Like talk, oh, talk about that dynamic a little bit. Cause you guys seem like you guys mesh pretty well in, 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 you know, you're the yin to the yang and all that, but, but from your perspective, how is it? Talk to me a little bit about entrepreneurship and also being a couple. You know, you, you have, you have your ups and downs sometimes, you know, we, we disagree on business decisions and, you know, it sucks because it comes home sometimes, you know, you know, so it's it's 24 hours a day. Um, But I think it's, we do match really well, but we do have two different approaches to doing things and that helps the business. But sometimes it's, it's, um, it is a war, like, (laughs) Like I make my points, you make your points and how we broken down the business and we have like our org chart. Right. And we're like, this is my domain. This is your domain. We'll cross pollinate. Right. But this is how I do this, these operations. So just like anything, when you have conflict in the workplace, you got to work through that. It's no different here. We treat each other as equals when it comes to decision making. The only difference is the like sometimes you could clock off and work, go home and blow steam. <laughs> We can't like right. we'll try, right. but our kids are in the middle of the business. Like we are truly growing them up. And I believe they they love this. This is their life. They, they tell everyone that about the business, they're better marketers than us. Right. And so we really try to, you know, when he's talking about warehousing and doing certain things with products, I kind of leave them to it. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then they'll cross into my space with the operation, like the budget or something. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, <laughs> you know what, what is this invoice I just received? Or right. I have this, I need you to update these, you know, our system. Like I need you to go in there and do this. And he'll be like, yeah, okay, I'll get it. And it's not done when I want it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Hey, for it to work, we have to kind of stay in step. However, I wouldn't trade it for the world because mm-hmm. I think I have a really good business partner here. Like, yeah, I wouldn't trade it for the world, even though we have our ups and downs. But most of the time, we agree on. The and the, and we have this like you have to have a shared vision of where you want to go. So looking forward, we're working together to build something bigger than ourselves in terms of not only our business but our family, our community. So we have to be in agreement with that. Like, all right. You told me five years we were going to have a warehouse. We did get a warehouse. Okay. Now I think we need to do this government piece. I want to focus on this. So there's a give and take. There's a natural give and take. And there's moments where I need to step back and say, listen, or he needs to step back and say, I, I need, I need some time to like back off. I'm feeling overwhelmed because being an entrepreneur and choosing this lifestyle, it is tough sometimes. <laughs> and our family they love us and support us, but they're like, are you sure? Are you guys okay? Right. Um, your grandfather, I think when we started the business, boy, you need a job. Why are you quitting your job? What's wrong with you? You have a good job. <laughs> good job. <laughs> you need a job. Uh, every so often he'll call me and say, I know someone that's hiring an HR manager. <laughs> and I'm like, 
I'm like, no, they God, don't get it. Yeah, yeah don't get it. they don't get because it's not for everyone. So right. if deep inside we have each other's back and we know it's tough, you know, sometimes we both are like, we're not winning today. I don't right. feel like we winning. Right. So it'll be like, all right, get up. Let's go. You know, we still got to put in the hours because it, it does get tough sometimes being an entrepreneur, a small business owner, especially in today's climate. And you just got to get up. And so to share that load with someone is really good because then I can say, all right, get up, come on. And I don't have to be so nice with my words. Right. Sometimes, <laughs> right. You know, I'm like, or he'll be like, all right, you're being a baby, you know, like, <laughs> let's go. And I always blame, I always tell him, I'm like, were you listening to Eric Thomas today? Like, you know, <laughs> you know, he'll come in and give me a pep talk. And I'm sitting here like, uh, who were, were you listening to ET this morning? Like, are you, yeah, yeah, get up, get up. And then right, I'll be like, right, right. I'm in, and we have a funny thing. Like, he has his method. I have my method to get in the zone. Right. I'm here with my books. I'm kind of like, okay, meditation, breathe in. I've had to work at that. Right. I'm like, John, take a deep breath. He's like, what? I'm like, take a deep breath. <laughs> it's going to be okay. So, there's a balance there. So, yes, it's awesome. It's great. I'm glad we went into this together. And I'm, and I'm really happy. I'm really excited to see where we go. But we, we always honor and respect that piece. Like, I'm your business partner. I'm not just your wife. You can come. And we've had those arguments. I'm like, I'm not your assistant. Right. Like, you know, and that was early on. Yes, that was. That was early on. Like, right. I'm like, I'm not your assistant. And the same thing with him. I'd be like, hey, can you scan these things for me? Like, <laughs> and he's like, what? You're, the scanner's right there. You know, like. Right. Because it's so easy to fall into that. For sure. But but we respect and honor each other. And I said that we're business partners and his opinion is important, my opinion. And when we don't agree, sometimes we have like a mentor or coach come in to kind of give us their perspective. And we have them. We we surround ourselves with other business owners. Dope. Uh, we have friends that have uh, businesses and they're married. So sometimes I'll be like, hey, you ever dealt with this? Like, <laughs> what do you do? You know, yeah, and yeah. we can kind of reach out to them because... If you don't know something, you know, you need to ask someone. Yeah. We're both big, big believers of uh, call the lifeline if we have to, yeah. you know, no. call a friend, get some advice because, you know, people have been through it, you know, pick up the phone, call no. them. Like you build your tribe, yeah. you kind of build that tribe. Um, and I think working together again, we're lucky that we have some friends that have businesses that work with their spouses. Right. I'm like, oh, so this is common. Okay. Right, 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 right. We're yeah. not alone here. Yeah, I'm not alone because sometimes in, in the moments where it's tough and you turn to like Instagram or something, you're like, man, look at that happy couple. Like, they're, they're living life, Relationship you know? goals on yeah, an island yeah. somewhere, right? And I'm looking at you like you didn't do the invoice again or you didn't do your bookkeeping. Right, right. You know, right, like right. I'm looking at you because you didn't log into QuickBooks <laughs> and you didn't reconcile. Right. You know, or like he's looking at me because... Um, which is always really funny. He'll be in the warehouse dying, right? Like it's hot. Our warehouse doesn't have AC. Now we know for the future, we right. want a warehouse with AC. So that's like in the budget for the next one. Right. He'll be like, hey, um, you want to come help me out here? Like I'm in my office zone. I'm in my office. I'm in my domain. He'd be like, come here, come help me out here. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll be right out. Like 10 minutes later, I'm waiting for you. 
Okay. <laughs> so then I'm like, all right, come on. I'm putting on my gloves and my stuff. And I'm like, right. all right, what do you need me to do? Right. Come wrap these pallets with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I'm like, you know, I always laugh. I'm like, I'm past wrapping pallets. Right. Like, you got, my oldest daughter is now wrapping pallets. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's she dope, lo- though. She That's loves dope. it, she right? Loves it. Loves That's it. dope. She loves anything building and wrapping pallets. So he'll be like, come wrap some pallets with me so we could just be out. Right. And I'm like, oh, it's hot. Okay. <laughs> right. So he gets a little impatient. So then, all right, all right let's go. Let's go. But yeah, uh, to your point, if you can see, it's a general, we were friends first. And that's kind of how it led into where we're at now. So we can actually work together and it's genuine. Right. Right. And I, and I could definitely see that. And I mean, the fact the the way you guys have grown and just trusted each other with this process is, is, is just like evident, you know, in, 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 in your journey. And I could definitely see you continuing to build and continue to build. So that's dope. What, what, where do you see the future of H84? And, and real quick, H84, where'd the name come from? Because I didn't ask that. Hendrix. Last name and okay. year of birth. 84 oh. babies. Got you, got you. Okay. okay. That's Makes it. sense. Makes yeah, sense. Right? I, I like I mean, it. It has it has a nice ring to it though. It definitely sounds yeah, we, really... and we try to put it on everything. We try to brand like our color is orange. Okay. I mean, dope. we got the orange front door at our house. Like dope, that's dope, my dope. doing. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit more on the eccentric side. He's yeah. more neutral and quiet. Right. And I'm like, we gotta let everybody know this is us. Like for sure, for sure. hundred percent You gotta be proud um, of that, baby. I was yeah, like I noticed on your merch store, your shirt, your logo. I was like, "Ooh, I like that." You know, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get everybody wearing the H eighty four t shirt. No doubt, a hundred percent. Where do you see the company in five years? Oh, go ahead. We talk about this. <laughs> you know, we we've got two different kind of views on yeah. it about where we see the company. Um, you're, you're putting into that. Remember that discussion I said, we don't always see eye to eye. Right. right. Your plan is actually something we're currently like working, working. on. Yeah. It's a work in progress. Work in progress. So um, we really want to grow the government space. That's both we agree on. Um, there's such a huge opportunity. I mean, government's buying billion dollars worth of everything, you know, it's, it's a huge industry. Um, but as far as the export side, I really want to get into um, a, be a freight forwarder and have my own vessel. You know, five years might not be five years, but ten years we 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 can have that. Dope. You know, we keep grinding to it. I mean, <laughs> the opportunities there. Everybody's shipping stuff overseas. They don't have the natural resources like we do. They need stuff from they're here, buying, they're buying. and they're buying. They're One buying. thing South Florida is, it's like a convenience store for the Caribbean. Yeah. Like right. everybody will come in and, and shop and ship it back. Right. So while he's on the five-year plan of like um, the government, that like he said, we're we're agreeing. We we totally agree on growing the government space of that. Now we got a taste of it. Yeah. I'm like, let's do this. Like right. let's grow this. Let's really grow a division that caters to the government buyer, the procurement process. Let's make sure we are super serving our government clients, making sure we're meeting what they need, not only on a local level, state level, but on a federal level. Right. You know, so we agreed on that. Then when he hit me back with like, oh, I want the chucking, like I want the chucking piece. Mm. I was like, man, okay. And then the other piece with the vessel, like I always used to joke like, yeah, I want a vessel. I want my own ship too. Yeah. And then when I, he's like, no, no, I really want us to get, you know, become the freight forwarder. I want right. to like do this. 
I was like, ooh, we got to really talk about that because there's a lot that goes into that. Like you said, it won't be maybe in five years, maybe in 10. Yeah. But at the five-year mark, we would still need to do certain things to get us ready to get to that point. For sure. So at the five-year mark, we could become, um, what is it, the freight forward or the OTC? The non-vessel carrier where we don't have the ship, but we can get everything. We can get the brokers here. You know, part of what we talked about was, when you want to do that piece, now you have to have like custom brokerage. We right. kind of need to get our, you know, become custom brokers. Right. You know, what does that entail? Right. Because right, if right. you're serving on this piece, you might as well serve on this other side. For sure. So then it gets a little bit more complex. But in controlling that pipeline and staying to the true nature of our business and evolving, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like the, the, the most logical next step to me. I think absolutely. I'm with you, John. There you go. <laughs> I think, I mean, just hey, listening to the story, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but just listening to the story and see how everything's progressed, I think that's the logical next step for you guys, man. I think it's, I think it's, I'm going to call it. I think, I think that's what's going to happen. That's what's I see up. it. There we go. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I definitely see it. Oh, man, that's dope, man. This, this, this was fun, man. You guys are awesome. Um, before we get off the show, I want to definitely have a final thought from both of you guys. And then just let everybody in the audience know where they can connect with you um, personally and also um, business. So let's start with the final thought from you, D, and then John. Let's get it. So my final thought would be um, it, it's really a multi approach how, how we live our life. And hopefully it helps others is first you you got to have faith in God and be thankful if that, you know not for everyone, but for like, I have a large amount of faith. If I did not have faith in, in the man upstairs. I don't know how we would have gone through some of these tough times. And then we have, and have faith in yourselves. Like we have faith in ourselves. I bet on me. I bank on me. Um, my confidence gets shaky. However, I still bank on me. And I feel like if you have that dream in you, if there is a business that's itching an idea, have faith in yourself. Go ahead. The the not everyone's gonna believe in it. Not everybody's gonna understand it. Not everybody's gonna be like, "What? What are you doing?" But have faith and trust your own instincts, um, because I feel like sometimes we walk away from starting something that could change our life because we're so worried about what others will say or think about us, or we just we're scared. So I say, get out of the comfort zone. Have faith that. If you put one foot in front of the other, you'll make it work. And as you start doing one thing and another thing, you'll get that confidence. But never lose faith in yourself or if you work with a partner in each other, because it's super important. Like faith is the biggest thing that we have. And I think it's like a superpower. Dope. John, talk to me. So I just I love what you're doing with this platform, Um, you know, getting out to entrepreneurs and talking about it, because, you know, when I was first starting off, all I did was listen to YouTube and podcasts and like figuring out how was I going to do this. And, you know, that that helps out, you know, especially when you see people's stories and they're successful, you know, I mean, because we all we all have our ups and downs, you know, in the business. But my biggest thing is like just if you if you want to become an entrepreneur, go do it. Try it. Talk to people. Go out there and, you know, network with people because, listen, it can change your life. You know, mm-hmm. I'm 
it changed our life, you know, it it really did. So I'm I'm big about that. Um, If you if you have a goal, if you want to become something, just do it. Just do it. Like Nike, just do it. (laughs) (laughs) And again, thank you again for like, again, you for having a platform that brings these conversations to the forefront. Because, again, we didn't know what entrepreneurship was. You know, it was a vague concept. And then when, you know, just listening to some of the entrepreneurs you've had before on your podcast, you're like, man, I'm like, it's inspiring. But then it kind of lets you know, like, wow, like, never thought about that. Why didn't we, you know, think about so you get ideas and you get information. Right. And then you get to build a community and you're not alone in this. True. So thank you, because we're excited. We're just excited to be here. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. This has been dope. Um, let's let everybody know where they can connect with you and where they can find out more about H84 Exports. So you can find us online with H84 Exports. That's across um, all social media platforms and our website. Uh, that's H as in Harry in that AC. H as in Harry, 84 Exports with an S. And we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Um, Facebook. Facebook. Again, we're LinkedIn, looking, we're, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. we're looking for a marketing person, so we'll get better on that content piece. But I might have somebody connect you guys for that. Really? I got, I got a dope marketing person. I hook you up. Yeah. Okay. See, look, asking you shall receive. It's how, it's how we do it. Really yeah. dope too. I think but we're eighteen four, so come check us out. For sure, guys. Thank you so much, Hustle Fam. We are out. Thank you. Thank you. If you like what you heard. It's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love. Truck and hustle.